always love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Tavern, Bob's Tavern, that is, the show that's all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. And live from the Battlegrounds, I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Dave. And we have brought in a guest bartender from the lands of Amberflight Gaming, our fellow teammate here. We have based on the line with this base. How's it going? Good. Happy to be here. How y'all doing? Doing all right. It's uh, We're recording on the weekend. It's funny. I, I mentioned in the last episode we were going to be moving the show probably to closer to Thursdays. And then all of a sudden there's Battlegrounds updates in the in the new mini set meta patch and i'm like ah well base actually you called it you you even put in there like hey i expect there to be a kind of a an adjustment happening sooner than we think and sure enough you were like right on the money uh yeah i mean like i think that they were just gonna take the opportunity to do like a little nudge you know like uh they're always tweaking it so especially when they have a large patch already coming in why not just do another tweak uh especially you know introducing quill bars and it was a bit overtuned and then you know they brought it back in a little bit and now they've made it so it's not all quill bars because quill bars still felt like one of the go-to strategies so i think that's probably the biggest change that came out of this uh, not we don't usually talk too much about standard meta at all but i think one of the things that i saw in this patch as a whole was the things that people kept going to were the things that they finally were like all right let's Let's address this and make a small change, talking about some of the nerfs to Paladin on Standard. But even in Battlegrounds, yeah, I think it was time for, like, Cold Wars have been around long enough. We can start having them cycle in and out of in, in and out of matches, which we will talk about a little bit more. Um, but, uh, Dave, how's it been going on your side? Everything's been going pretty well for me. I had a, a much more relaxed week than I've had in the last couple of, in like, the last month or so. Um, so it was a nice time to be able to relax, get some games in, and uh, just kind of have some fun with Hearthstone and other games. Very cool. Well, base, let's let's give you a little bit more time. Please introduce yourself to tell us your uh, your Hearthstone journey, your Battlegrounds journey, and uh, kind of a little bit more about what you do on the Battleground side of things. Yeah. So. Um, uh... Personally, I mostly play standard, uh, like, uh, especially as it's coming out. You know, right now I'm top 50 uh, for standard. Um, but, you know, previously I was playing a lot of Battlegrounds before this mini set came out. It's like my go-to mode when I'm just trying to relax and have fun. Um, I haven't been on the Battlegrounds leaderboard since, like, the first couple months it came out. I was floating around the bottom of that in and out. Um, but, yeah, it's still a game mode that I go to a lot primarily a mobile player for battlegrounds uh it's just something i jam uh you know on the couch or just waiting to to fall asleep um but uh competitively for battlegrounds i am uh the board member for thl in charge of battlegrounds so i'm the one kind of doing most of the stuff uh hat is doing the systems and i'm helping uh make sure everyone knows what's going on and, and and solving problems as i can um a new job has made it, so I've been working a bit more during the actual lobbies. So, uh, you know, a lot of the other board members have been stepping up for those times. But, yeah, that's kind of um, what I do in Hearthstone. You know, it's my main game, and uh, I don't really play other games. Uh, so whenever I'm just bored and want to do something, it's, it's going to be Hearthstone. So it's most of the time going to be Battlegrounds if I'm looking to just casually game and uh, standard if I am trying to competitively game. 
So quick question on that. You mentioned being on the leaderboard, you know, back when I guess everything was kind of accumulative over time. But how how do you like some of the new changes that have happened since, you know, the early days of Battlegrounds where now you have obviously more tribes, you have uh, the MMR reset, or I guess the visible MMR reset. Um, what do you think about all that stuff? I mean, do you like the direction that Blizzard's been taking or, or is there something kind of clear and obvious that they're missing? Uh, I mean, I personally love Battlegrounds. And like when I say I was on the leaderboard, uh, I was on the leaderboard when Force Mex was the meta. Uh, like Toki was one of my best heroes at that time. Um, like that was a while ago. Um, but like, I, I really enjoy it. I like how they're adding heroes all the time. Um, you know, I, I, I do see the calls for a little bit of cleaning up the heroes. And I think that's probably a good direction to go. Because, uh, yeah, some of the heroes are definitely not up to par with the rest of them uh and it'd be nicer to be actually able to kind of choose a hero that you want to play instead of just well there's Maya, there's Cthulhu. i guess i'm not playing uh you know let's look shinvala or bran you know like i would like to kind of see a little bit more of that but i really like it um I think they're really starting to get in a groove of how tribes need to function, uh, at least uh, where they understand that they need to be self-scaling. Like if you're not just constantly growing a board, you're losing, uh, you know, or you can do poisonous uh, stuff. But what I'd kind of like to see is if they looked at other win conditions, like, you know, we have infinite pirates, but uh, that's kind of it. But there's not really other death rattle type uh, strategies viable anymore. Um, so I'm curious to see if they can find a way to make effects scale, if you know what I'm saying, uh, in the same way that stats do. I'm going to pass it over to Dave to let y'all have a, a good conversation. Early in the the podcast history, we had a few folks on about that were talking about tournaments and and like the idea of bringing battlegrounds into the tournament, you know, space. And there wasn't really a way to do that. But I mean, fast forward a year and a half later, we now have a local mode, a tournament mode, if you will, or a way to play in private lobbies. And and we've seen the growth of tournaments. So I'm going to let Dave kind of take over the hosting and, and ask you a bunch of questions about what you're doing with the Battleground series. So as someone myself who's also participated in the in the Team Hearth Legends Battleground series, uh, we just exited beta. Um, so kind of how has your feelings been overall and like the amount of participation that we've gotten as well as um, I guess we'll start there first. I mean, uh, like we're pretty happy with, you know, we got 12 teams. So that's, you know, 48 players right now. Um, and we had that both the first couple seasons. So, you know, it's really solid. Um, I expect it to fluctuate around there, uh, hopefully to continue growing. Um, and, like, I think that it's been a really, well, like, really easy to run. You know, like, uh, people are understanding what is kind of expected out of out of competitors in THL. Um, and, like, they, they show up, they have a good time. There's not... Uh, as far as I've seen any drama, like it's a community focused uh, competitive environment where, you know, going and, and being rude 
uh, is not going to be looked at kindly. Uh, you know, we don't really tolerate that kind of stuff. Like you're here to have fun. It's a, you know, no price pool thing. So, uh, I think that it's been very successful on that front where we're just having people come in, have fun, play some good battlegrounds. Yeah. And I've appreciated that greatly as someone who has played and then also been in the role of captain um, where uh, you can be a captain. You don't have to play on that team, but you're generally just communicating with other captains or with the board members like base dink or uh, ridiculous hat. Um, So, one thing that's been actually pretty cool is that we've gotten some extremely high-level players, um, even in our first two seasons, who have come in and um, participated. It's really cool to see. Yeah, uh, you know, Pocky, Andrasti, uh, Hopper Bear, and uh, Jumpfloat, you know, have run a team back two seasons. Uh, I think they're, they're currently considering whether they're going to do it again. I know that a lot of them, they're streaming, uh, like, their channels have blown up, you know, so that's super exciting for them. Uh, you know, they won the first season. They think they were the runner-ups this one. And then uh, last season we had Lee, uh, BV Bat, um, Jake Kirik, and Mr. Incredible, uh, who are uh, incredible players and won the whole thing, uh, despite uh, a couple uh, weeks where they had to send in some subs who uh, did not do well. And I was included in that where I had uh, one of my worst weeks ever. But, you know, like... We had some really great talent. We have some some solid THL players as well. Um, people who've been around THL for a long time. Blue Sombrero, um, who mm-hmm. uh, we he did really well in our constructed, and he has not been really playing constructed. So he's been playing battlegrounds and doing really well. Um, but it, it's it's been very fun to see uh, all these people come in and and try it out. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the time. The, the big name players don't really have time to do something like that because it is a, you know, it's a time slot that we ask that you show up to weekly. Uh, and, you know, that's, you know, there's no prize pool. So I expect we'll see uh, these really talented players come and go as, as you know, in, in fluctuations when they feel like they have the time and want to just enjoy enjoy playing it uh, for that, that mode. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be expected um like you mentioned there's there's no prize pool in this um but it is a weekly um series Uh where you have teams of four they send in two players into each lobby so four teams uh have two players in a lobby to make the eight um and it's just really cool it it all it promotes having teamwork with your uh with people on your team um since generally when we do our other things, you're not, you're just kind of playing your match on your own with prep from your teammates, Mm -hmm. but here you have to have your teammates to help you out. Um, It's pretty cool. Yeah. um, When we were figuring out what we were going to do, that was like the first thing. It's like, okay, well we could be, you know, eight teams to lobby or as we say, you know, like everything we do is a team and it's the one mode can actually compete uh, as a team. Um, so I wanted to make sure that we were sending, uh, you know, players to each one. I thought that would be more fun, a little bit more strategically in depth. Um, another thing I've been kind of wondering what it would look like is what would head-to-head team challenges be, you know, 4v4, uh, first team to win two lobbies. Like, no, nothing else matters, just who takes first, uh, what what team is able to boost their player up there. I think that would be a, a really interesting um, 
uh, probably like a shorter tournament. I don't know how much legs that would have, especially because it's so hard to practice that. Like you can do a queue, but you know, the the four v four is a very different format. Oh, that's a really cool idea. Um, I think that'd be neat as a one-time event. Um, and I know, um, speaking of one-time events, we actually have a uh, Battlegrounds event coming up for THL that's not related to the next season. Um, I guess you could maybe go ahead and, and speak to the the Pride Month Battlegrounds uh, event if you want to. Yeah, all right. So let me pull up the information so I know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, uh, we're going to be running a, a tournament uh, for June for uh, Pride Month, and it actually is going to be prizes. Uh, you know, we got first place getting $25, second, 20, 15, uh, 10 for uh, through the fourth, you know. Um, uh, I don't believe we are having any uh, entry fee. We're just taking it out of our, our funds, and I think that we're going to match it uh, going to the Trevor Project as well. And uh, while we stream it, all uh, donations will go to the Trevor Project. Um, but that is going to be on Sunday, June 20th um, at 1 Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, and, you know, it'll be several lobbies where you'll earn points for each finish you get. And then, you know, each lobby will cut. Uh, so if you top four that lobby after the, the certain amount of rounds and you'll advance, uh, then tiebreakers will be whoever had the most first total uh, and, you know, the most seconds and, and so on. So it'll, it'll go on till that until we have, uh, you know, just our, our stop, top standings. Um, should be really fun. Um, that is open to everyone. It's not uh, just THL. Uh, I think right now we have uh, 47 players uh, checked in or registered, but, you know, we've got 32 slots. So, you know, it uh, should, be, should be really fun. Yeah, I, I think we've covered uh, quite a lot of the information. Um, I guess you, you can go ahead and plug THL for people to know where to go. Um, if they want to sign up for the Battleground series and look for a team, or if they want to compete in the uh, event in a couple of weeks. Yeah, um, so that's uh, teamhearthlegends.com. You'll want to go and uh, I believe Mark Shire moved up our Discord link. Um, So you'll want to come and uh, join us in the Discord. That's where we do most of the stuff. Um, Yeah, right under uh, the top header, it says ways to get involved, and that's where you can join the Discord. Um, you know, we're, we're very active. Uh, it is a primarily uh, constructed um, place. You know, we do um, three standard series where you can join a team of five and play standard. Um, and, you know, two of them are designed so that people of all skill levels can compete. Uh, we also have a wild series that we do. Um, and then the Battlegrounds. Uh, and we will probably be looking at getting that one going back up. Uh, I'm going to have to talk with... Uh, the board put out some feelers to the community and see if we want to be running some longer uh, seasons or we can be even running shorter, more frequent seasons. They don't have to actually line up with our three seasons per expansion like we do with Constructed. We could kind of just do a little bit more each season um, or you know, we'll figure out if we want to line it up so it's coming out with the major releases because those are typically like a month, month and a half into this standard cycle release. So you're still getting about the three large BG patches and, and the, you know, all the, the other ones. But that's just kind of what we're seeing from Blizzard. You know, it's not official. That could change at any time. But 
uh, we might be trying to get in line with that. But yeah, I will I will be sending out some info to uh, members of THL. And, you know, if you're coming in and you want to have feedback on, on what the series looks like going forward, we are still trying to make sure that it is, you know, uh, the best working one for Battlegrounds because we've been kind of modeling a little off standard, but it's it's not standard constructed, so we can definitely change it, do it as its own thing, um, and it'd be uh, be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Before we jump back into the kind of the main topic uh, tonight, one of the things that I didn't think as much about that I I'm kind of glad that we have you on to, to kind of amplify as well as the fact that these smaller events, you know, we always we're, we're one to quickly criticize Blizzard for, you know, what they're doing and or not doing when it comes to battlegrounds and invitations and invitations in general. Um, that said, I think one of the things that we can continue to do locally uh, is to have these smaller events that celebrate having a diverse group of folks that play the game and that love the game. Um, so, I mean, again, it's not really a, a question or a comment, but it's more of an observation and a, you know, I'm happy to know that the people that are on my team, the people that I communicate with on a regular basis with Hat and some of the other folks that do THL, like, these are the same people that give Blizzard a lot of guidance on what they should be doing in terms of diversity and inclusion, but they're also taking those steps and applying them to what they're doing inside of their own events. So um, that said, base, thank you so much for being a part of that and uh, helping to continue growth in that area. And hopefully Blizzard can also continue growing in that area as well. And it seems like they have been doing a little bit better job this year. But um, as always, we want to keep pushing forward and keep seeing that progress being made. I definitely agree with that. It'd be really nice to see, you know, less actually invitationals. I'd like to see Blizzard just putting out some more opens for Battlegrounds, um, you know, and like that would just naturally solve the the problem of the diversity thing. Like, you know, they wouldn't have that anymore. They would just have the best players, you know, people like Slissa and Sunglitters just showing up and dominating instead of having to be invited because Blizzard felt they had to meet some quota. But that is, you know, a different world of their advertisement versus them looking to have true competition i feel like very well said all right let's let's jump into some patch stuff i mean that's that's why we're all here together let's uh talk about the 20.4 patch more commonly known as the whaling caverns mini set patch however we're going to be skipping over all the whaling caverns and the paladin nerfs and things and i only say that because i was actually doing really well with paladin so now i'm like uh well back to battlegrounds we go but we have a lot of changes happening in the battlegrounds and we'll talk about the things that we're losing first before we talk about the things that we're gaining um we have one hero that's gone and that's my ev temporarily removed from the battlegrounds hero pool um any any initial thoughts on this base? We'll start with you. Um, good. Matt <laughs> <laughs> uh, was very strong. Um, I mean, like, I, I have a feeling that she'll probably return with something like you know, just no stats added for the the one gold 
minion you're buying each turn, and that's still going to be great. Like, uh, it just felt like she had she had it, you know, she was the economy hero, like let you power level. And and she was just getting everything you wanted, getting you to that late game. And now you've just had so much extra gold to spend. Dave, what about you? Um, I'm also happy to see my, uh, gone for a little bit. Um, for the similar reasons, I think that I I like that we have strong heroes like my, that has a very specific role. Um, but after a while, um, just kind of need a break from it. Um, I would like to see her get a, a rework like base mentioned. Um, I, I think, um, having, I think there are definitely other heroes that could also use maybe some temporary removal for a rework, but obviously Blizzard will, uh, Blizzard with a good step here, uh, probably looking to rework my Ev. Here's something that I, I know... Fish and I have been talking about a lot, which is kind of the the seasonality of, battle, of battlegrounds, to where it seems like they're very connected to what's happening in standard. And I feel, in many ways, like the whole idea of dormancy kind of was, you know, that's last year. Like no one's no one's thinking about dormant right now. Like we're thinking about frenzy and and you know blood gems with Quillbore and I. I liked playing with Maya. Maya was actually one of my, like, I don't say snap picks, but one of those heroes that I actually enjoyed playing. Um, so while that stings a little bit to, to see that it, you know, Maya is gone, I do like the idea of taking heroes away that were, that had a very seasonal feel. And I, would encourage that they continue to do that. You know, I think base mentioned earlier, like there's a lot of heroes. We could probably thin the herd a little bit. We can, we could take a few out and it'd be fine. Um, that said, we also don't need to take out the people at, we don't need to take out the heroes at the very top and at the very bottom. Some of the ones in the middle, uh, could also see, see some, some love and attention. But that said, I think a good start with this because I didn't, was Maev like just overly powerful in the Quilbor meta? Was was I missing something? Because I haven't been doing too great this season. So maybe maybe that's the problem was I wasn't playing Maev enough. I mean, I think I played Maev like five times and one of those was an eighth because I just butchered the whole thing and I think the rest were like first or second. Like she felt really strong. Yeah. So maybe maybe I was yeah, I was probably playing it wrong, I guess. Or playing her wrong. So I I really Again, I, I like I like the fact that they did remove a hero and they introduced two more. I wish they would have removed, you know, maybe remove three heroes and introduce two. Um but of course, you know, there's and this also impacts the non-Battleground Perks players as well, because then the heroes that were introduced won't be available to them for two weeks, while Maiev was available to them. So it actually limits their ability to play these heroes. But I do think that they also, some of the other heroes that were introduced at the beginning are now, or I guess what they were introduced at the beginning of Quillbor meta, are now generally available. So... Um, all in all, like I, I like the Maev removal. I don't like that it was Maev, but I like that they are removing heroes. I wish 
they would remove more. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay with them. Like, uh, you know, kind of tuning. I'd like to, but they're they're tuning like just very visible heroes, and not just kind of tuning the ones that we're not playing. Uh, like, you know, they're not tuning. I guess pyramid sometimes sees play, but you know, things like that or uh, Shutterwalk. You know, like there's there's several heroes that they have opportunities to tune to try and bring up, and I, that's where I'd kind of like to see them go, but. Uh, it's always fine to see them pull out a hero that's kind of overperforming and, and retouch it. But, you know, I think by the end, you know, Maya was really talked about as one of the best, but, you know, Hook Tusk and um, Cthulhu are still really strong and, you know, they're not being touched right now. So, or, you know, re- retouched, but like, there's still plenty of very good heroes. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, Again, I, I've been one to say I, I do think that Battlegrounds could use taking that League of Legends approach to where maybe that is a perk of you get a set set of heroes available to you unless you have the Battlegrounds pass and then you get access to all the heroes. And maybe that that changes up you know, the games. And I've even said that with like tribes and stuff, instead of doing it per game, like every week change, which tribes are available. Um, like I love these, I love pocket metas. That's kind of my thing though. I love like when you have this for a week, this one thing was just the nuts. And then after that, like something else became the nuts and you want to make it like, make it so that the fundamentals are there and everything works. But then like after that, you know, change it up so that people have opportunities to play other heroes and pick metas and minions and stuff that fit into the story or fit into whatever is happening that week a little bit better. All right. So we got two new heroes. We'll start with them. We got, uh, is it Mutanus? Mutinous? Mutanus? Mutanus. Mutanus. Okay. That's what I thought. We think it's Mutanus. Yeah. Mutanus the Devourer. um, Currently... Everywhere in standard, but not as impactful as I thought it would be. Uh, but um, in battlegrounds, I've seen it a lot, and I've I've had mixed feelings. But uh, devourer costs zero. Blizzard for real though. Um, stop making your hero powers cost zero. Uh, I've said that many times. Remove a friendly minion. Spit its spit its stats onto another. Get one gold. Tell me why I shouldn't snap pick this. Uh, because it it's not Cthulhu and it doesn't provide econ <laughs> in in like the same way other heroes do. But I think that's really good. It's really uh, really fun. I'm assuming it works like um, Zarella. I haven't had a chance to play it where you get to pick where it's spitting its stats. You do not. It, it spits onto okay. a random minion. Oh, that's well. I mean, that's still good, but. I think that it's a good stats here, but it's still not like, yeah. you know, it's not in the Cthulhu level of stats yeah. where it's like, you can just do this as your, your game plan. Okay. And I guess I should clarify, you do get to choose the friendly minion that you devour, but yeah. you don't get to choose which minion gets the stats. And it is just yeah. one minion. It's not like spread across a group. Um, okay. I've played with it twice. Uh, the first time I got, fifth the second time i got first um it yeah i mean i agree with you in a lot of ways of like to me i think that the strategy has not been developed around it yet 
I do think that it can be a strong hero, um, much like how there is a strategy for reform. There is a strategy for um, Millhouse and kind of some of these other heroes that aren't necessarily top of the of the food chain, but at the same time, like still really strong minions. I are strong heroes. I feel like uh, Mutanus is going to be one of those that. If I see it and the other options are terrible, I'm going to pick it without thinking. But I think that we do need to figure out, like, how do you best play this? And part of me is almost like elementals. I feel like with a lot of elementals, you can scale them really fast. Um, you can, And just by doing that, if you can always get more, which, again, elementals, there's some that allow you to kind of cheat out economy um, and Feach will tell you I'm terrible with names. Um, so there's like water droplet that gives you a free reroll there. I think that's water droplet. I forgot. There's the other mm-hmm. elemental that you sell and you get another two, two um, being able to play those, get economy from those and then devour things and get more economy because you do get the one gold for free on, off of something. Basically you're paying one gold and you're getting, uh, potentially a bunch of stats thrown onto your your you know party rock elemental. I forgot its name. The two three. Yeah, I think that's just it. This party uh, party party elemental. Party yeah. elemental. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, party rock. I'm pretty sure it, it does. <laughs> yeah. It says party elemental, but I think it's party rock elemental. Yeah, we'll call it like party rock. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it works with it works with molten rock. Yeah. So, so like when you have that, when you have elementals, I think that there is a strategy there, but. Um, Honestly, I, I just see people basically just snap picking it because it's new and then having these boards that are just a hot mess and not really thinking about how they can maximize the get one gold part of this over the um, spit stats onto another minion. I like, you know, it, it's like you get you sell and you get to keep the stats. So like at the at the worst, it's it's going to let you just, you know, have a standard game plan where you're, you're keeping stats on the board. Um, I think if like the, the, the ideal dream situation to me is um, if you had a uh, Nomi comp uh, and, you know, at just the end of your turn, before you buy that last elemental, you sell this, the elemental you're going to and you just keep huge stats. You know, now you're having like, you know, 40, 40 stuff while you were, you know, in the 20s on your, your, uh, mm-hmm. your Nomi. So like that seems like the the high roll with it. Uh, but I think it's just going to be a good fun hero. I don't think it would ever be the best thing to do, but it looks like it will mm-hmm. be solid and fun. I can imagine that this would work well with that. This would work also well with big dragons. Mm-hmm. We're like, if you're bored, cause like a lot of times when I'm playing big dragons, my boards get kind of, my board can get kind of clunky and it's like, well, do I really need this, this minion, but I don't want to lose the stats. Well, boom to Mutanus. I, can I can you know if I have a couple of board spaces, but every minion on my board is useful. I can just be Tannis. Yeah, you, yeah, you so finally found Adina. Yeah, you, something like that. Could you do APM pirates with this as well? Oh yes, that'd be fun too. If you have oh, gosh. golden hogger, plus you just grab cheap pirates, buffing a salty looter up, and then you sell it, so you get you mm. buy for three. You get two gold, then you sell it. You get the buff stats. You get to keep the stats from the pirate, plus you get another gold, which gives you three again. 
We yeah. call that BOGO um, Pirates, buy one, get one. <laughs> yeah, I I think that that's definitely the way to do it, especially like any buy sell comp. Uh, the late game is going to be real solid with it. Yeah, and then on the other side, we have another hero that, while this one kind of encourages buying and selling, this one kind of encourages buying and not selling. Um, and that's Guff Rune Totem. Now I haven't had an opportunity to play it yet, so I'm gonna definitely be like more theory on the side of this um hero power one natural balance hero power give a friendly minion of each tavern tier plus two plus one i kind of got um Tyrion vibes on this one of like once we figure it out it's gonna be stupid but i don't know what, what's everyone's thoughts on this i think people are already started to kind of figure it out it's the best hero in the game stats wise high pick rate 3.73 average placement it it kind of gives me like it gave me wag toggle vibes where instead of every except for tribes it's tavern tiers like the old wag toggle that they had to nerf to plus one plus one instead of plus two plus one yes this hero's good uh like that makes sense because, like, once you get your one, two, and then three, uh, that's real solid. Especially if, like, you hit a three with divine shield. Yeah, yeah it's right. a top four. It seems like a top four hero, not yeah, as much of a winner. You, but... you can buff any like anything, so it seems seems really solid. Seems like a good way to just get stats. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely Ooh. think the OG or the, the return of Queen Wag Toggle when she was good. Uh, it's very similar to this. Yeah. Surprisingly, its best comp is actually Taunt. It's kind of interesting. It kind of makes sense. Uh, I, I wonder with that yeah. because like there is kind of a strong Taunt. Like high defense Taunt minions early on um, with Vulgar Homunculus. Uh, Vulgar Homunculus and um, what's the other, the 2-2 two, two with Taunt? Acolyte. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, so, you know, when you have that and you're buffing it and it already has, like, a decent starting health stat, um, Imprisoner, 3-3 three, three at Tavern Tier 2. Again, Molten Rock. My argument for this was going to be, like, this is this is where Elementals would have a lot of fun. I mean, I think Elementals are just a super versatile tribe anyway. But, like, you have... Other than Tavern Tier 1, where all elementals are bought to be sold, um, Molten Rock on 2, you have... Who's on 3? Crackling Uh, Cyclone on 3. You have... Wildfire on 4. Wildfire on 4. Or you have Major Domo Executus on 4 as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Either one. 5, you kind of are hurting a little bit on the elemental side, but you can have a Nomi. You can have um, something like a Deadly Spore. Or if you are if you are having like this mixed comp, you know, you throw in like a Baron Rivendare or a Brand Bronzebeard. It just makes it a little bit more girthy. Like it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be super fat. It just needs to be able to survive a little bit longer and then of course tavern tier six everything gets gets love amalgadon gentle jenny i think the the five and six don't matter as much because once you're there you're not 
you don't have as many turns to really have that benefit, but I think this is such a strong mid game that what will happen is you won't just win. You'll win with a lot of minions still on the board. And that's really what you want to happen. You want it to be like, okay, when everybody else is getting hit for five or six, I'm hitting people for 13 and 14. And I think that's where it's super strong. Yeah. It, yeah. it definitely seems really solid in getting you to that late game, letting you uh, start building that, that end game comp. I like What I really like about it is it's a completely different way to play, like a way to look at how you're going to build your board, because now you don't just care about minion types. You now also care about what tavern tier is this. Uh, and that, I think that's really uh, an interesting addition to the game. Uh, like, I think that's that's just kind of a cool thing to do. Like, we could start seeing minions give specific tavern tier uh, stuff, like abilities. Like, what if you gave tavern tier one minions, like, poison or something? I mean, don't do that because that sounds <laughs> dangerous. But, you know, it's something like that. Like, you could do some really interesting things with it. I would love a hero that gives adapt to a minion. It has to cost like three or four gold, but like just just adapt this minion. Like, oh, that that sounds disgusting, and I love every second of it. Yeah, like what if there was randomly adapt a tavern or a tavern tier one minion? Yep. Like that was just a hero power you had. That way, like you could you could you know take that Murloc Tide Hunter, and now you have a poisonous divine shield Murloc eventually oh gosh <laughs> eventually after your 20th adapt but it's also spent out 50, 50 plants and all that exactly yeah so one thing kind of moving it along a little bit one thing that i noticed with both of these heroes is i don't really feel like they're that strong when it comes to quillbore um maybe mutanus just because of like in game, if you have a really big boar and you need to make space, you just eat one and spit those stats onto something else and buy the next thing. But Quillbore also now no longer guaranteed in the lobby. And I played a match earlier today where Quillbore wasn't in the lobby, and I gotta say it felt nice. Yeah, I, I can't I can't wait for my first no Quillbore lobby. Yeah, I was just wondering, yeah, what was everyone's thoughts like now that Quillbore are just kind of, they're in the game. Like, it's there. They're not, I won't say the new, I mean, they are the new hotness, but they're not necessarily the new, new hotness. Like, do we feel like Quillbore are going to be as strong as they have been now that, one, they're not guaranteed, and then, two, if they are guaranteed, you have some new heroes and some new minions that, um, I'm not going to say work against them, but don't really work for them. I mean, I, I think they'll still be really good. I think they're going to be one of the good, you know, go-to comps. Like, you know, nothing can really compete with like the 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 Agam Agam Thorncurse games, like where they just pop off with that. And you know, I think that's what I kind of really like about Quillbores is that they're both their own tribe and then a huge boost to uh, um, menagerie comps. So, I like. I think that it's going to be more fun just because the varied games um, uh, with them rotating, but I still really like that they are around and I will be happy playing uh, lobbies with and without them. 
I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about another minion that is now gone and we'll say was replaced. Um, and that's Siegebreaker. And in that same slot, that Tavern Tier 4 Demon slot, they've added Hex Ruin Marauder, which is a 3-5. And at the end of your turn, if you have six or fewer minions, gain plus three, plus three. Um, I don't know what they're doing with this. I mean, if I'm being like, my one thought here was like, if I have Yasharaj, I want this like every time because I have to have six or fewer minions anyway, just to make space for the hero power. But at the end of the day, like what, what is this strategy? And like, who does this help? Um, I think Lol Nunko is saying that this is for, um, uh, Eudora, because <laughs> you dig into a golden <laughs> one of this and then you just win the game. <laughs> uh, but, uh, like, I, I, it's a really Yashiraj? interesting. Yeah, Yashraj, like you said too. It's a really interesting space they're exploring, though. Like, the, if you have six or fewer, so if you intentionally, you know, skip, you get to buff this. Um, uh, but it itself doesn't seem like a very good minion. I can't see a world in which demons don't want full board. Unless you're running, maybe if you're late game and you just kind of want your imp mama to trigger. But even then, you want a full board as demons. This kind of might be able to help demons get towards the end game. But I don't think demons have that bad of a problem getting to end game nowadays. The, the problem that I have with demons as a whole is that they love for you to have space on your board still um whether we're talking about this card whether we're talking about you know taunt minions that summon two things not just one like ring matron um what's yeah. what's the other new oh soul devourer which is like i mean remove you're removing a minion so like you're leaving us you're leaving space available for this to happen are we just are we done with the soul juggler meta? Like, is it or is this us saying like soul jugglers should not be purchased? Because I mean, one demons probably shouldn't be played anyway. If you're playing battlegrounds, I don't, I don't. Demons are such a good like mid game story if you go big demons, but they fall off so hard. Um, but I feel like soul juggler, soul juggler was the original cannon bait, and now. It's like it goes completely against what demons seems to be wanting to do in like with all of the new minions that Blizzard's introduced. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like Soul Juggler is one of my all-time favorite comps. Is it's just really fun to watch that pew pew down the entire board. But like it. You're right. It, like it, it's the same as the big demons, where it just falls off all the time. And this does fit with it, but again, it, it feels like all of the best comps scale just out of range of these, or are selfless heroes with a bunch of poisons. So I'm not sure what what exactly is going on with demons and what they're trying out here, but it doesn't seem like demons are really that happy to see this. Yeah. And the the only reason I say that this I don't think this works with Soul Juggler is Soul Juggler like a Golden Soul Juggler is great if you have six other demons that 
create more demons. Like that's, that's beautiful. Like then if one of them is an imp mama, you like, yeah, then you, you have a good shot. But if you're telling me that now I have to have five demons and soul juggler, I'm, I'm giving up potentially nine, you know, anywhere from six to nine to even 12 damage from the soul juggler procs by just giving up that one space. And it's like, yeah, sure. You're getting a plus three plus three, but I mean, I want my demons to die and I want more demons to replace them. I don't necessarily want soul juggler here and to have these big fat demons that are like, I mean, and that's always been the problem is like big demons and soul juggler don't mix. So it's like, you have to have small demons that keep making more small demons or you have to have like a bunch of big demons and then you just have this thing that kind of be your fail safe with soul juggler. But honestly, I, I feel like there there's so much tribe confusion with what's happening in demons that it's like, I don't ever know what to do. Like, I don't know. I'm starting out with demons and it's like, all right, cool. Oh, soul juggler. So I guess I'm going tokens. Oh, soul devourer. Um, yeah, let's just keep riding it and see what happens. And now it's like, all right, ring matron. Okay. That's kind of cool. Uh, now I got this big thing here. Like, do I get rid of the soul juggler? Do I get rid of one of my token generators? Like, like what's happening? What do I do here? I don't know. And I think to me, the tribes that have a clear cut pathway to victory, and maybe that's why I'm not as big of a fan on Quillbor as well is because I'm like, I always feel like I don't know what to do with Quillbor. I just kind of like pick up some, I pick up the um, Captain Flat Tusk and I'm like, all right, let's just keep getting blood gems and just throw them on everything, I guess. Or let's get Charlga and like Charlga and then dynamic duo and just hope that that's enough to scale, you know, into the late game. But I mean, at least with that, I kind of have a strategy. I feel like with demons, my strategies fight against each other immediately. Yeah. Um, like, the only way I think it kind of works with it is it gives you that room for void for your Void Leader Pop. Because, you know, so many times where you're like, I got this sweet uh, juggler comp, and then your Void Lords are the first things that get popped, and you just get nothing. So it that was kind of where I thought that they might be going, but even then, like that still feels really bad. You know, like you're still not getting as many demons. I don't know. It, it, to me, it seems like it's an experiment, um, you know, but like now, neither of the, the cards that were in this slot felt very good. The five, eight taunt wasn't even like a good tempo pick most of the time. Like I'd so much rather have a uh, high main or, you know, this, the demon, ring matron you know like it just what didn't feel good and i think that this is in that same boat where it's just not even something i'm picking because there's so few times where i'm gonna end without uh, something on my board just so i can have a six eight you know i feel like someone in blizzard said okay this one demon is kind of awkward let's replace it with an awkward minion that scales slightly better yeah yeah it, it's what one one more attack on it when the other one's giving attack to all the other demons, like, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. Um, but I definitely think that the design space that this is going to is interesting. Like we could see some other things that reward you for not filling up your board, but you know, reward you in a way that would make you want to do it. Um, but I, I don't know if this is it. I think in order for me to be okay with like, Hey, here's stuff that 
doesn't fill up my board all the time. Like, I feel like I would want to see more, like, more things to spend my currency on. Um, I know people have talked about, like, you know, blood gems are kind of the introduction to spells. And, like, I mean, again, we talked about weapons at the beginning. Um, I came originally, like, from the in the auto battler space. I came from Dota Underlords, which I don't even know if that's still a game now. Um, but Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but the thing I liked about where it was going was that not every not every purchase you made was always a minion. Like, it could be a minion. It could be something else. It could be, you know, defenses. It could be structured. I know that Battlegrounds doesn't play like Underlords, so, like, some of those things don't translate. But we have spells in Standard. We have, I mean, again, a hero power in minions, you know, th- sure, that's that's a good start. But give me give me some other things to do. Let me let me buy secrets from you know the tavern every now and then or something like that. I, I I think that they they have a lot of room that they could play. I just don't think that they're they're playing in it yet. And I'm excited to see where Blizzard takes it. And I agree with you, base that you know this these decisions where it's like oh maybe I don't want a full board or maybe maybe I do want to set up my position so that I'm attacking second versus attacking first, you know, and, and doing stuff like that. I, I think that that's an interesting playground, but I don't know what Blizzard has planned for it yet, but that was something that I hadn't thought about. So thank you for, uh, for kind of bringing that to light. Yeah. Cause that's, that's all I really saw from it is, is it's like a new way to incentivize you to do something. Uh, but you know, the, the three, three on your one minion, it's not gonna not gonna get me to you know drop that many stats <laughs> off the board. Yeah, I think the minion that could fill up that space probably has more than plus three plus three. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, I, I, I guess that takes us to the end of this. What what is everyone feeling? Um, I've said my piece on it, so I'll, I'll let everyone else kind of give their opinion. But how does everyone feel about Battlegrounds? Where it's at right now uh, with this update with just kind of the direction it's been going in and what would they like to see um base let's start with you uh i mean i i'm super excited i am really enjoying their like slow kind of exploration of the space you know i think that they've really gotten uh, a better handle on it uh the tribe launches have still been a little rough you know they always seem like the tribe is the, the new best thing to do um and so I'm sure as time goes on, that'll be less the case and they'll come in a little bit more in line with everything. Um, but I'm really enjoying seeing them, uh, you know, explore all this stuff because it's still a beta game. It's not even truly launched and it's one of the most popular games available. Um, so I, I'm really enjoying where it's at and I'd like to, uh, I'm excited to see where they go from it. I, I think they have a great amount of talent on the team and I know they were looking for another um, dev. So hopefully they pick up a Battlegrounds player who comes in and kind of shows them, you know, the things that they haven't been seeing, uh, you know, looking at from that different angle. So uh, I think that we're going to see a lot of really good things coming up Battlegrounds um, in the in the near future. I'm excited for it. Fish, what about you? Yeah, I'm really liking Battlegrounds right now. I think it's, I think um, not having cold boards in every game is gonna is gonna 
make it feel a bit fresher, even though even though we might end up, you know, having some of the same strategies we've seen for quite a long time. Um, difference in minions, um, like when you have games without Quill Wars, it's kind of like having to rediscover what to do. And maybe we found some other strategy that makes a lot of sense that that uh, that we that can be used. I think. Um, I, I mean, I think with only changing one minion for another minion, that kind of doesn't give a whole lot to the to the tribe. It. Um, I'm not so sure if Dave, like, I was hoping, I'm hoping one day demons will be, like, something that I look at and just be like, man, I really, it's like I can really work with them if I get them. Um, I think overall, like, Base says that this game is going in a really good direction. Um, and the dev, and the, the Battlegrounds team is doing a great, is doing a pretty dang good job, um, with the design of the game. Um, and I'm excited to see where things go as well. All right, let's uh let's get ready to wrap this thing up. Uh, Base, thank you so much for coming onto the show and um, again showing and explaining things in a in a completely different way than than I'm used to even thinking about them. Like I I think that's absolutely awesome, and I'm super glad we were able to bring you onto the show. Let let people know how they can uh find out more about the stuff that you're doing online and and some of the things that you like enjoying. Uh, um, yeah, thank you for having me. It was a ton of fun. Uh, but yeah, check out uh, Team Hearth Legends. That's teamhearthlegends.com. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at BaseSync. I don't really tweet a lot. Uh, and I've been uh, test- testing the waters and seeing if I could stream um, a little bit more. But I would I would put that stuff on my Twitter yeah. as I do. But um, yeah, uh, uh, just come and interact with Team Hearth Legends. Uh, that's like the, the, you know, the fun spot. If you're looking for a, a casual competitive zone, um, that's the spot. Um, I am hoping to start running some more um, off-season and, and a little bit more, you know, casual battlegrounds events um, as I, you know, get more time. But right now, I'm I'm a little busy, so uh, I expect that as things kind of die down again in the winter, I'll, I'll have a little bit more time, and that might be when I, I really try and figure out what I want to do with that. But yeah, awesome, Dave. Let people know where they can find you. You can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash drfish. You can find me very semi-active on Twitter at twitter.com slash drfish, uh, D-O-C-T-O-R-F-E-E-S-H. Yeah, it was good to see you uh, streaming again the other day. I, I wanted to jump in, and then my daughter basically threw a wrench in that. <laughs> so, oh, all good. <laughs> But uh, not her fault. She's still young. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at KJY Miller and all the other things I do at KJYMiller.com. Um, and again, as always, this is uh, a show that's brought to you by Amberfly Gaming. And you can check out all of the stuff that's happening with Amberfly Gaming. Um, Dave, what is the Twitter handle? Because I will mess it up every time. So I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> Amberflight Gaming's Twitter handle is at a flight gaming. All right, cool. And the and the Bob's one is Bob's Tavern HS. Thank you. And as last but not least, thank you to our patrons, the people that help bring this show. Uh, cheers to them. And I mean, 
I don't know. I guess in this case, we'll toast to base and all of the great opinions. We'll toast to THL and we'll toast to um, some brand new heroes in the tavern. But after all that toasting, you need to hurry up and finish your drinks because the tavern's closed, My everybody. Dude. Get out. Welcome back, Messina. Now, nobody is dying. Leave your weapons outside, Hawkeye. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for booty. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Always a pleasure.